Hey, welcome back to the Pine Hills Church Podcast. My name is Aaron, and in this episode, we're continuing our basics series. We're looking at what it looks like to practice devotion. And so in the last episode, we looked a bit at prayer and gratitude, but this is part of just daily walking with Jesus, practicing devotion, making space to to be with him, to become like him, to do the things that he would then have us to do as we go on about our day. Uh, but one of the other parts of, of practicing devotion is engaging in scripture and learning more about who God is through the Bible. And so this is what we're talking about in this episode. And I just want you to think, is there any other book really that has transformed or changed your life? Maybe maybe there's a level of book that has, that's been really important. You've quoted it often, you've earmarked the pages, you've highlighted the heck out of it. You've quoted it to people, you've recommended it to people. But how many people are willing to take that kind of book and, and center a practice, a rhythm, a habit around engaging that type of book each and every day? Uh, that seems a bit silly, but for the scriptures, like we believe that this text is on a whole nother level. We believe that God has inspired the authors of the Bible to communicate a story to us. And daily, there's this invitation to come to meet with God through the scriptures to learn more about his story, to learn more about who we are and how we fit into all of that. And so this is reading scriptures. It's it's not abnormal for a follower of Jesus to read this book each and every day or this library of books each and every day. Uh, but for the outside world, that might seem a bit different. And that's okay because we know practicing the way of Jesus at time is going to be counter cultural to the way of the world. And so we know that that's okay. And following Jesus is a better thing. And so at some point, we need to depart from that. But as we continue the conversations, I know one of the questions that might be popping up is just, what are the scriptures or what is the Bible? And just to boil it down really simply, the scriptures are a unified collection of books of various genres that God has chosen to reveal a unified story through, mainly to reveal who he is who we are in relationship to him, what has gone wrong with our world, because clearly there's something that's off that is not good, what has gone wrong in our relationship with him and with other people, and the work that he is doing to redeem people back to him. Because again, God doesn't want to leave us in a state of brokenness, but God wants to win us back to him, to put us back in a proper relationship with him so that then from proper identity, we can walk out our, our vocations, we can operate in our gifts, and we can reach out to other people so that they can be part of the family of God as well. And for a more detailed explanation of what that unified story looks like, I want you to go back a few episodes to the Basics Learn the Story podcast to get even more information about that. But as we continue today, you might be thinking, okay, I understand what the scriptures are, but why do we read the scriptures? Well, we read the scriptures because this is how we grow in our understanding of who God is. This is where we discover his character and nature that is so good. We get to understand who we are as people, and we get to learn how to follow God and point others to him. And so to point you to the scriptures, 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17, it says this, All scripture 
as God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God, the follower of Jesus, the apprentice, may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So in scripture, there's an invitation for relationship to encounter God each and every day. Every time you open up the Bible, the scriptures, they click on the Bible app and engage with God through his word. Like there's an invitation for relationship. There's actually wisdom for life that we can learn about what's happening in our world, what's happening in our hearts and how we can change some of that and how we can partner with God and in changing and becoming all that he's created us to be instead of settling for a lesser version of ourselves or a a poorer story and we also get a promise that life dedicated to living out god's word will be beautiful and fruitful life and so that's why we engage scripture because in scripture there's the invitation for relationship there's wisdom for life there's a promise that a life dedicated to living out god's word will be a beautiful and fruitful life and not only that if we're going to be followers of jesus jesus actually commanded us to know the scriptures well so much so that we can teach them to other people matthew 28 20 uh, or matthew 28 16 through 20 this is a text that we're going to refer to a lot at Pine Hills Church, uh, but it says this, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some of him doubted, which I love that because our relationship with God, there's going to be doubt at times, and Jesus isn't afraid of that. Jesus, still in the midst of their doubt, gives them authority to go on and to continue the mission that he started. But to, to place this text just a little bit more in context, remember Jesus had came to live a life we couldn't live. He goes to a cross to show us a better way to live, to pay the price for our sins, the things that we do that get in the way of our relationship to God. He, he eliminates that by giving us freedom from the past and giving us a new hope and a future because of what he does for us on the cross. His love is so radical. And not only that, we have the power to overcome sinful patterns. We have the power to live this new life because he is risen from the grave. And so we get to do life with him. We get to walk in step with him. We get to have the Holy Spirit who connects us to God and Jesus. And this is a wonderful and a beautiful thing. But Jesus on this mountain before he goes to be with the Father because he's not here with us in the flesh. He says this, he he brings them all close and he says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always. See, apprentices of Jesus are commanded that as they go about their daily lives and their vocations, living amongst their neighbors, doing life with their family, that they're actually to make other apprentices of Jesus by teaching others the good ways of God. And so how do we teach others the good ways of God if we're not first learning the good ways of God, helping them to become incorporated into our life, embodying his teaching as we live our daily lives? Like we've got to create habits and practices that help us to get to that point to be able to learn more about god 
so that we could become who he's wanting us to be. So then we could then make a difference that we want to make that's naturally in us to want to make a difference in our world. This is how we do it as apprentices of Jesus. And it starts with right where we're at today in our current circumstances and our spheres of influence. God wants to, us to start there as we're progressively learning more and more about him, becoming more like him. He wants us to start here and then have that ripple out to affect like other neighborhoods and the city and our state and eventually like to the ends of the world, like the ripple effects of the small acts of faith are so profound and they can make such a huge difference, a bigger difference than we might ever even know. But it has to start by us embodying a life with Jesus to inhabit the practices of learning the story so that we can live out his story because every day we're being bombarded with stories on a daily basis. And so we need to have a habit that helps us to unwind the false stories so that way we can get the true story into our hearts, into our minds, into our lives, begin to live those things out. And we as a community believe that habits actually really matter. The things that we fill our days with are the things that form and shape who we are and who we are becoming. So if we are captured by the gospel and wanting to reorient life around Jesus, then that has to show up in our daily rhythms. Rhythms of scripture reading are opportunities, again, to encounter God through the reading engaging with him through the scriptures. This is the invitation to reward a thought that we have received from James K.A. Smith. Apprenticeship is more a matter of reformation than about acquiring knowledge. So as apprentices of Jesus, our goal with reading the scriptures is encounter and reformation of our lives back in line with God's intention for our lives. James K.A. Smith goes on. He says, Spirit-led formation of our loves is a recalibration of the heart, a reorientation of our loves by unlearning all the tacit bearings we've absorbed from other cultural practices. We need to recognize how such rituals can be love-shaping practices that form and deform our desires and then be intentional about countermeasures. Every day we are encountering narratives of what people think the good life is all about, and the narratives are formative forces. In order to be formed away from the world and formed more into the image of God, who we were created to be even in the first place, then scripture reading should become a part of our normal everyday rhythms, our habits, meaning we can't just profess that we're followers of Jesus, it has to show up in our daily lives. And for me, like showing up, reading scripture every day should be as normal as even a cup of coffee as I get up each day and that that's something I'm drawn to. Like that's that should be the same thing or how much more for, for the scriptures in the way of Jesus. Every day when I wake up, I should have that special place. And as I make this a habit, then my body naturally longs for me to go to these peaceful spaces where I can engage with God, where I can pray, where I can I can set the intention for my day to live in the way that he has designed me to live and what his plan is for me that day instead of maybe all the other frantic things that I'm trying to do to fill my day with. 
And so to continue the conversation through the scriptures, let's ground this in Matthew chapter 7, which really that entire chapter is so amazing. But to summarize just a bit of it before we get to the end of the conversation, because I want to keep this this chapter in context. It's so good. At the beginning of the chapter, it talks about that there's two, there are two ways to live out our lives. One way is more popular. There's more people on that road. They're headed that direction, but that way actually leads to death. And then there's this narrower road that's actually less traveled and less people on it. But that's the one that actually leads to life. And so how do we know what the right path actually is for our lives? I would argue through learning more about the ways of God through his scriptures. And continue what's happening in Matthew 7 and in verse 15 through 21. He says, Beware of those that appear to know the truth and appear outwardly to be safe, but really inwardly they're dark and dangerous. They're trying to slip in these teachings to lead you in a way that actually leads you to death and not life. The scriptures say you will know them by their fruit because good fruit isn't produced from a bad source. So we need to learn to be discerning. How do we grow in our ability to discern through learning more about the character and nature of God through the scriptures to know what is good because God's the perfect representation of love and justice and goodness. And so we can compare everything else to him so we can know what is the standard and is this a good thing or is this a bad thing? Is it leading to life or is it leading to death? And so let's pick it up 7 verse 21. So what it says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you away from me, you evildoers. See, association with God or even thinking We've done all these things for you, God. That That's a marker of true discipleship. True discipleship are, are, are those who strive to be in relationship with God, to grow more and more into his nature and to do the things that he's put us on earth to do. We can't just say that, that Lord, I, I knew of you. I had a mental assent that you're there and that you're good. But in fact, to actually be a disciple or an apprentice of Jesus, that's the word we like better in our community, an apprentice of Jesus. Now we've got to live out God's will for our lives and in our world. That's the marker of true apprentices of Jesus. True apprentices of Jesus isn't just something you do every once in a while. It's not that inspirational book that you dust off your shelf and you pick it up to get a couple nuggets of truth from. It's not something that you add on to your day. It's actually something you center all of life around. This is true apprenticeship to Jesus. Apprentices are those who strive to live an integrated life because the inward disposition of the heart is congruent with the outward action. But let's keep going. Chapter 7, verse 24 is what it says. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. So you want to know where we get this language of practicing the way of Jesus for the renewal of the city, for the renewal of Bend. It comes from places like this in the scriptures. Those who hear the words and puts them into practice, who progressively learns these things, is like a person who's built their house on a rock. The rain comes down, the streams 
rise and the winds blow and beat against the house, yet it does not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish person who built their house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, the wind blew and beat against the house, and it fell with a great crash. So I want you to notice that there's two ways of building your life. These two different ways of building these houses. There's one where you're building it upon the rock out of good foundation. You're building it out of good materials. And there's another one where you're essentially making sandcastles on the beach. And so the storms hit both people, both types of people, both ways of building your life. The storms are going to hit. That's going to happen. Like the scripture is very obvious about that. But the question is, like what happens after the storm? Does it reveal that you, your life was actually built out of good stuff, solid things that are helping you to endure through the storm? Or does the things that you've built your life on, the moment that the storm hits, everything comes crashing down and gets washed away? Like where are you in life, in life today? Like what have you built your life on and around? And when the storms have hit, has it revealed good stuff or bad stuff? Or if a storm was to hit today, what would it reveal about what you're building your life around? So the question is, what, what type of life are you currently building? Who do you want to become? What habits make up your daily life to help you to get to that place? For apprentices of Jesus, we believe that his ways are the ways that actually lead to life. And the fruit of a life with Jesus is always good. We strive to become more like him because he is the purest vision of what love is. We can model our lives after many different things, but he is the greatest to model our life after. So what are the habits that help apprentices to grow more and like Jesus? I would argue some of the basic building blocks are devotion. And we practice devotion through prayer, through gratitude, and through the scriptures. And so maybe you're sold. Maybe I did a, a good enough job here in just providing a basic understanding of what are the scriptures and why do we engage the scriptures. But maybe you may be thinking, like, I want to make this part of my routine. But the Bible is a very daunting book or library of books to approach. It's written a long time ago to a culture that is very different from ours today, although a lot of the root stuff that we walk through and go through are all the same things that they were going through in the Bible. But rest assured, you aren't alone because the Holy Spirit that inspired the authors to write the scripture, to begin to tell this story, is the same Holy Spirit that is available to you right now. Every time you open the scriptures, the Holy Spirit is there to reveal truth to you, to help those words pop up off the page, to help you to apply this thing to your life, to begin to live this thing out. The Holy Spirit has been active in your life, leading you to Jesus, drawing all of these life circumstances, helping you to point you to the very one who can actually give you life. And the moment that you say, man, I'm all in on that. Like, I want to center my life around Jesus. I want him to be my king and my savior, my everything 
then you get to have this new life and you get to walk as an apprentice of Jesus. And this is a beautiful thing. The Holy Spirit's been involved the whole time and will continue to empower you as you live life with him each and every day. But one of the things that he's going to lead you in truth through is through the scriptures. So how do we approach scriptures? Like how do how do we read these? Because it is a it is a book that's a bit older and sometimes it can be hard to understand things in there. Well, first, the first here's how we approach scripture through through knowing that we're reading through our cultural lenses. Like we come from a very particular perspective and so there's there's times where we need to to make sure that we understand where we're at in our historical cultural moment. Like where are we at today because there's things in the Bible that are a different culture. And so we need to strive to understand the culture that the authors are actually writing to. And we need to read in light of both of those different cultural lenses. We need to know where we're coming from, but we need to know where the Bible is coming from too. And we need to essentially build a bridge between the two of what's happening in the world is what what is God doing through that? And what might God be saying to my culture? Are there similarities? Are there differences? Like what are the things that, that help me to know God in my cultural moment? And if you need a ton of help with this, man, there's an amazing resource that you should be utilizing all the time, and it's called The Bible Project. They have a YouTube podcast. They do blog articles. They've got a website. They're making everything so accessible for you to read the read the Bible really well, to read scriptures really well. And you can go in there, and you can look up different themes that are in the Bible, and you can track how there's this one narrative of redemption through the whole Bible and what that looks like in each of these different books. You can learn how, you know, how to read the Bible, how to approach it. You can learn different themes about different books in the Bible. Like right now we're reading Mark, and so you can go look up the Bible Project's overview of Mark, and you can understand this this literary work and what Mark is writing to in that moment, and and what are the big ideas that he's getting across, and like artfully, how is he doing it? And it's a really amazing way to engage the scriptures. And I would say that's first. That's how you need to approach the scriptures, is knowing where you're coming from, knowing where the Bible is coming from, and reading scripture in context knowing those different things, but also knowing that as you read, start at the beginning of a, a book and, and go through that book. Don't just cherry pick verses and just jump in like, I'm going to read this random verse today or this random verse of the day like I got, like I'm just going to read that. No, like read read books. Read, read really well. Approach it as you would approach any other book. I'm sure you wouldn't go to your bookshelf right now, just pick off a random book. book open randomly to page 222 and get some inspiration from it for the day. That'd be silly. Like, so I want you to approach the Bible in the same way. Like I want you to go and start at the beginning of the book and start reading through and allow the Holy Spirit to speak through that instead of cherry picking verses and jumping around because that's how we can understand in a more deep way. How do we approach scripture? Second, we can ask ourselves these three questions when reading the Bible. So as we're reading these big chunks, as we're spending time with God in that, we can we can say, hey, what what is this passage? What does it say about God? What does it say about his character? What does it say about his nature? What's beautiful about God in this in this particular passage? What does this passage say about humanity? What does it say about me? What does it say about my heart? What does it say about my life? What does it say about the world? And the last question is, what does this mean for me today? 
Is there a truth that I need to know and understand? Is there a command that I need to follow? Is there wisdom that I can apply to my life? And so just to go back over those, those questions, just one more time, ask yourself these three questions when reading the Bible. What does this passage say about God? What does this passage say about humanity and me? And what does it mean for my life? Is there a truth, a command, or is there wisdom that I can apply to my life? And again, as you seek to practice devotion, make that time in your day, each and every day, where you get to, to make that those few moments to be still before God, to block out distractions, to engage Scripture through reading in this way, through asking these questions about the different texts that you're reading, through going to the Bible Project and learning more about the book before you get into the book, and through prayers we talked about last week of talking to God, but also listening and practicing gratitude, being thankful is another word for that within the church is actually being worshipful, like being aware of what God is doing around you and thanking him for it. And so I just want to thank you for listening through this episode. I know it's a, it's a bit longer of an episode, but it's a really big topic to, to get at. But we, we just believe if you're going to be apprentices of Jesus, if we're going to be effective as a, a community, and we've got to teach people how to read the Bible really well. And this is a conversation that we can build upon going into the future. But here's some basic things that you can start applying today and start to get your, your mind around a bit today. And guess what? The Holy Spirit's with you to help you in that. And if you, as always, if you have any questions or you need to talk it out, please don't hesitate to reach out to us at pinehillschurch.org where you can get into connection with us or find out any more information about the community. And if you need any other resources to continue the conversation here, as make, make sure you get a really good study Bible. That could be a really good place to start getting a good translation, NIV, NLT, ESV. You can also go to the Bible Project. They got free resources on YouTube through their podcasts, through their website, blog articles. Just Google the Bible Project. Everything will come up. If you want an app to teach you how to read in this way, to prayerfully read through the scriptures, to listen to the Holy Spirit, to practice gratitude, all of these different things, you can learn how to do this each day through a guided reading uh, through the Lectio 365 app. And if you've got kids, make sure that you are using the Lectio for Families app. My family uses this each and every day as we take our daughters to school. We listen to it on the drive. And at the end of the, the day, at night, one of the things that we do is we read, we read the Bible together as a family and we pray. And so we read, one of the ones that we go back to time and time again is called the Jesus Storybook Bible. So please pick one of those up for your kids. Uh, if you want to go even deeper in the conversation, then you can read a few books that we have for you. One is Read the Bible for Change by Brad Lubeck, and another one is The Oxford History of the Biblical World. And we'll put all of these links for you in the, the, the show notes, the description, so that you can find all of these resources that you might need. But uh, we hope that you would reach out again. If you have any questions, we're here for you. We're just grateful that you're doing life with us in community, that you're following along with these conversations. I hope that you check out the next episode. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.